You're listening to Trot the Egg In, a podcast sponsored by Bydell Sports, working closely with Witness Rugby Union Football Club and hosted by Dan and John. This week's episode of Rugby Story on Trot the Egg In belongs to a good bloke and someone I only come across later on in my rugby career but heard of his talents through teammates of mine at the, at the Wits. Was always great with the union lads that went to the Marys and a hugely popular figure in the rugby league community, a daughter dad, brother and a good friend to many. Ladies and gents, it's Mr Kevin Buck. Hiya Kev, mate, you okay? All right, John. Yeah, yeah so mate, yeah. yeah, how's lockdown been for you and Freddie? Yeah, all right, mate. Um, put a bit of weight on. I've uh, not got as much money in the bank, but <laughs> we're not so bad. Um, Freddie's doing all right. Um, little terror light, as you've probably seen on my videos. And <laughs> yeah, so all good, mate. All good. Right, so before we get stuck into the rugby part of, of your story, mate, where was Orman who lived with you? Well, my first home was um, Clinton View, so it's not far from where I live now. But my mum and dad split up when I think it was about five or six. So then we moved to near the Major's pub with my mum, my brother and my sister. And then later on, my stepdad were to move in. Right, OK, mate. So what, what shape ball had your attention as a youngster then? Well, believe it or not, American football. <laughs> yeah. Madness, um, that, isn't it? Yeah, it's mad. Yeah, it just it was just something about it. I just loved American football. Uh, like I've never played the game. I just I, I think I used to watch it a few times. I mean, hands when I was young, and yeah, it just um, I, I, I went for a stage of liking American football. I, I, I thought I did. I didn't know the rules or anything. Yeah. So, do you remember the team that particularly caught your eye, or was it? Yeah, uh, New York Giants. I mean, I couldn't even name a single player, but I don't know. I just it, just something about the New York Giants. I loved. Right, fair enough, mate. So, you said you, you grew up with your brother and sister, mate. What was the competition like between you and your brother as youngsters? Well, it, yeah, it was just two lads with uh, two years apart, so there was a little bit of competition. Um, we were always playing, I think, on knees rugby. I think you heard Danny Mellor mention it, and he's actually knees rugby. Uh, yeah. And if we didn't have a ball, we'd be screwing up newspaper and using sellotape and just running it in. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it was good, good times. Like, but yeah, like I say, I'm quite a competitive person. But he was always a bit bigger than me. I gave him. It's only late on in life when I went bigger than him. <laughs> so, what what junior school did you go in? Did you did you all go there? Yes. Yeah, so, oh, sorry, uh, Saint Bede's. Um, so it wasn't far from where we lived. Yeah. Saint yeah. Right, mate. And was you playing club rugby at this point? Um, I started playing. I think it was at under sevens or under eights. I I actually had gone down the Marys with our Graham. When he was under eight, but I was I was dead young. My dad was playing up the Marys, and I think I was just running around at training. And I didn't play or anything. So right. I first started playing for Holton Hornets. Okay, um, and um, and how was it? Was it tag? Was it tackle? Was it half a pitch or full pitch? Oh, it was tackle, mate. It was up. I I can't ever remember playing half a pitch like like they do now. Yeah, I've played at Norton Park many a time when we was in junior school. Full length, mate. Fastest player. <laughs> Scoring tries all day. Yeah, and a coach behind you, or was it just? Well, you know... I, yeah, I can kind of remember the coach being behind us. Yeah, you because um, like behind the defensive line. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that slightly. Like, but we're going back years now, John. <laughs> <laughs> not not so long ago, mate. Not so long ago. <laughs> so, um, who were your good mates at this point then? And so, um, like, me good mate through school. Me, me, me first proper mate was a guy called Danny McCann. Uh, right. Then, 
he went to beads with me. Uh, met him first day of the infants, and then then I met Danny Roof, Danny Conley, and like we've been mates ever since. We still quite regularly go out together. Well, not yeah. not at the moment because of lockdown, but you know. Yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah, that's brilliant, that, isn't it? Mm. So did they did they play rugby with you as well? Yeah, well, uh, Danny only played up to a certain age. All three of us, and uh, we ended up at the Wids actually for, at Colts level. Yeah. Uh, that's when D- Danny McCann dropped off. But me, Danny Roof, and Danny Conley, I've always played for the same team with the Hornets, the Albion, the Marys. Them two went on to play for Salford, actually. Right. Is that we'll touch on that up? Where have you seen your rugby? But is you same age as Lammy? Um, no, Lammy. No. Right, because I think I remember him saying he ended up at Salford, so they probably signed yeah. a few lads from this area then, didn't yeah. they? So, was there any other sports that caught your eye, Kev? Yeah, I mean, I was. I, do, do you know what? I play. I, I play anything. Me, I was. Um, I just love. I love being outside. So, like some of the kids of today, just want to play on the computers. But that's what I want our Freddie to be like playing outside. Yeah. Uh, but I was quite a good footballer, to be honest. It, I was better at, as a kid. I was a lot better at football than I was rugby. Right, what footed here? Uh, right. All right. So, what what happened with the footed then, mate? Talk us through that. Um, I I I enjoyed rugby more. Um, Fair enough. I, I did have a few seasons playing football. Played for Fiddlers Ferry, and we had a, like on the, I think it might have been under 11s or under 12s. I had a season. Then I went back playing rugby. Then I went back to the football. Um, when I went back to Fiddlers Ferry, we had an amazing team. One must have been one of the best in the northwest. And although I thought I was good at football, I wasn't quite good enough to be in that team. So I was I was a bench player, really. Okay. So you're going back to rugby, and what position was you playing at that as a kid? Like as a kid, um, I'd start. I think I started off in the forwards, but I always seemed to have decent hands. So I played but everywhere. But I think my go-to position for my whole life was a, a hooker, like. Right, and is that something you enjoyed, or? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. At that young age, you still enjoyed that role. Yeah. Yeah. Right, mate. So, any sort of town team stuff back then at that age? Or... Well, I had. We went town team training, and I don't think I was good enough anyway, but I think it was on the strength of playing for St. Bede's school team because we, we didn't get beat once. So, it was um, right. a fella called Mr. Hurst. And he put, yeah, he, he was mining. Yeah, I think he yeah. put us all down from the Bede team, but I went. I think I went one training session and he asked Roger Harrison where the toilet was. And he said, yes. Uh, I said, you know where the toilet is, please? And he said, yes, thank you. And walked off. And I, <laughs> asked and I walked home. <laughs> so, but to be honest, John, I don't think, I think I was only at that training session on the strength that I, was, I played for a good school. I wasn't one of the best in the Beads uh, set up. Like. Right. That's, that's fair enough. A bit like, a bit like Bella for, like he, he said he recognised early on about yeah. not being good enough and that and it's a bit it's still a big thing knowing it because we we all think we're very capable to a yeah. degree don't we but yeah. like it sounds like Mel is a bit like you were uh, probably underestimating themselves a bit but seeing it for what it is and enjoyed what you, what you've done really yeah um so what high school did you move on to Kev well um it was up then it was called St Joseph's and then we it. it merged with Fishermore, so with Peter and Paul's. Right, and did you did you enjoy school? Yeah, loved it, yeah. yeah. Um, I, was, I was quite naughty, though, you know, John. Was you? <laughs> quite cheeky. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
did them them friends what you've previously spoke about the dance? Did they follow you straight through school as well as rugby? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. And was was what was the farm situation then? Was it like it was for us? You told her he wanted to be your farm, and hopefully they were there, like yeah, you, yeah. We, to be honest, when we started St Joe's, we just got put in any farm. Okay. Uh, my form was that bad in the first year. We all had to get moved. <laughs> so, but when we joined up schools, um, we all put we wrote names down whose form we we're going to be. Yeah. It was good joining up schools. We made a lot load of new friends, and it, it was decent. Like, and then, you, as you can imagine, two schools together, our rugby team went even better. Right, and out. So, what was? Did you notice any difference between the level of club rugby and school rugby? Um. No, I don't know really, um, because because that's the the school rugby was a very high standard. I think we, I think the school was, I don't know if I'd say higher. Yeah. But there was there was quite a few club teams about then. You you had Hornets, Luntie Flames, Witness Tigers. I'm not sure if the Marys had a team our age then. Um, but the the majority of good players for school were spread between Peter and Pauls and Bankfield. Um, right. Wade Deacon had a team, but they wasn't they wasn't that good at our age. Yeah. All right, mate. And where are you where are you finding your feet position wise at early high school? Well, I, I, all my rugby career, I've, I've, I'm a, I'm a go to nine, but I can play absolutely anywhere. Right. And I found myself playing on the wing quite a lot because um, even though I'm a big lad, I've always been pretty quick. Like. Yeah, you got wheels. <laughs> yeah. So, so what was what was because the hooker role has changed, hasn't it? But what type of hooker was you? Um, it's a, I'm not comparing myself to him at all, but yeah. I'd say like Kieran Cunningham type, you know, just just a big lad who could run a bit. Yeah, the, the soft hands. Yeah, but yeah. I'm no obviously I'm not on it. No one near Kieran Cunningham. I should have used his name here. <laughs> no, I, I know what you mean because role you've still got that type of hooker, but it doesn't tend to be many at the top level anymore, does it? Yeah. They all jump and play in 80-minute men and that now, aren't they? Yeah. So, as you're going through school, mate, and are you, you're saying your friends followed you right through, who did you meet when the, jo- when the schools joined and who did you think, actually, I could, like, I'm going to stick with them and grow up with them? Was there any new faces coming and stuck around for a while? Yeah, I mean, it, it didn't go out of school, but I've become really good friends with Danny Esposito. Okay, uh, and Danny was a cracking rugby player as well. I'd played against him in rugby, but uh, me, Danny Roof, and Danny Fazito, we become really good friends. And once we'd left school, uh, I had a house quite early. I was seventeen when I moved out, so it was, it was us three. We just we just be watching films all night in ours and all stuff like that. Right, okay, mate. So, are you still at? Where are you playing your rugby now? And are you looking at rugby? A bit more serious, or you're still just thoroughly enjoying it and taking well, it as it comes. I think what happened, uh, I must have had a year out some somewhere because I was always at the Hornets. Yeah. And then I ended up going to Luntzy Flyings, and that was down to a, a lad called Paul Devlin. Uh, he he played on the wing for Witness. Yeah. He's living in Australia now, and because um, I become good friends with Paul, and there was another lad, Peter Ostick, and so I went playing at Luntzy Flyings with them. All uh, right. How how did you find that? Was it? Was it as good a level? Uh, no. no. What, what happened once we got to... I, I, I mean, I don't know how old we was, actually. We, we got to a certain age. The Hornets were dropping off a bit. And um, 
the Tigers become good and um, a few players from Luntif had left to go to Tigers. So I think Paul Devlin's dad was the coach of Luntif. Yeah. So he didn't want to jump ship on his dad, even though Paul was Paul was the best player. Yeah. He got a few of us to go and join Luntif. And again, it was a good it was a good thing because I ended up making more friends and but you know yourself that's how it works in rugby, isn't it? You, yeah. Yeah. There's a place for anyone, mate, opens doors and you meet yeah. people you never thought possible, don't you? Yeah. So it, when you're going through part school, mate, was the because you're all pretty good rugby league players are you speaking about, so was rugby union forced on you, or how did li- you become aware of it? A little bit, but, I mean, I'm, that's, you'll have probably seen me on my Twitter, I, I won't watch rugby union. Yeah. But I love playing it, absolutely love it. Um, so it wasn't a problem for me to play rugby union, because I like playing it. It's yeah. the, hence why I went and joined the WIDS when I was 15, 16, something like that. All oh, right, so you, you had a couple of years before Colts, did you? Um, no, because I'm young for my age, so I think I might have been... I must have been 16. I must have been 16 when we played Colts. Yeah. Um, because because after Colts, I went, I went and then played under-18s for two years in rugby league, so I must have been young playing Colts. Oh, yeah, you will have been then, yeah. So yeah. what stopped you watching it now, Kev? Uh, it's just... It's the constant kicking, to be yeah. honest. Um but don't get me wrong. Go back. There was a cracking game. I think it was England New Zealand, and I watched, I watched the highlights in it, and it looked good. And then the week after, the game was poor. It was. It like, was yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it was. It was a completely different game. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, you know, with you playing it though, do you, do you sometimes? Because I don't. I'm, I'm both cards. So yeah. Like, yeah. Do you understand? I appreciate. I, I appreciate. Um, the, the role of rugby union forward plays. Yeah. And in the sense, I seen I, I seen a thing. I'm I'm good at like a, I think it's called tr- trolling online, isn't it? Rory <laughs> come up, and I I was all over it. And yeah. What, and what I think who who does Rory best play for? Is it Ulster? Or did uh, he did for? do? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they put his stats up, and what what they should be saying is how many rooks he's cleared, uh, you know, as an extra stat because he took in so many drives. And yeah. I worked out me being like dead anal and that. If he'd have fell over, his height would have gained more yards than his yardage. So yeah, I think they start to pour on the telly, aren't they? But yeah. I know, I know Rory best a good player. Yeah. And like, he'd, he'd walk all over me, do you know what I mean? But, no, yeah, and I get what you mean. Like, yeah. 10, 10 carries for a five-yard gain is poor, isn't it? Yeah, but... but but what them stats don't indicate is uh, a big fella like like Rory Best getting yeah. off the park. He doesn't stop. Yeah, and it's the little efforts and like you said, the rocks. He's got to throw in. He's got to scrub. Yeah, zaps it out here. But I just think I think people now, like I'll touch on it later, understand a bit more because like Lee's come over bird's eye, hasn't he's had a few games. Yeah. Kinney's had a few games. Millie, Murph, Jack Murphy, the Curves. We've been lucky where they probably understand the game a bit more now and. If you're not going forward, you'd have to nudge, don't you, and yeah. get out of trouble on that. But so, who was in that team that you come and signed the Wids for? It was a brand new team, and it was started by uh, John Devlin, who's Paul Devlin's dad. And it was basically it was a lot of uh, rugby league players. Right. But, um, so you're talking Paul Devlin, uh, a lad called Johnny Pointing. He was an excellent player. Yeah. Uh, Danny Roof, Danny Conley. Uh, I say Danny McCann was there as well. Yeah. Uh, and then we had lads from Furfield, like called Rob Clark, like called Pete, Peter Bibby, 
Um, and we, I don't, to be honest, I don't think we got beat. Yeah. But we were struggling with the rugby union side of things. Yeah. Um, so we, we actually signed a couple of lads from, I can't remember where they're from, but they, they were posh scousers. They're over the water and they play for someone and they come and play for us and they made us a better team. One was a number eight. I'll never remember his name, but he was a number eight. And it was just seeing the game from his perspective. It kind of like, like you say, it makes you realise what, what game it is and why Like it's different, but you have to appreciate certain aspects of it. Yeah. And what position were you playing in Union, mate? I was, I was hooker again. Was you? Um, yeah. And how uh, did you find that? It was, it was <laughs> the only bit that I struggled with was the line-out calls. Yeah. I could throw a line out in perfect, like, but oh, what, what's the call? What's the call? And we, we were all rugby league players. We weren't the best at line outs. Yeah. Until these two players come, we weren't even lifting in the line outs. We didn't, we didn't know how to do it. We were just throwing it in and hoping oh, for the best. Yeah, and because yeah. they had good throwing me, I was doing just a long throw every time. <laughs> <laughs> but they were all clocking onto it in the end, like. Yeah. So was you know in in because obviously like. In our dad's heads, they pushed him rugby league in the scrum, didn't they? You yeah. used it, didn't did you? What in rugby league? Yeah. 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 Did you? I think so. Yeah. I think so nothing really changes other than you're in the scrum this time. Then no. What I do remember though is being in a rugby league scrum and a rugby union scrum is oh, it's different, isn't it? Yeah. We yeah. were training one say Tuesday night. And we uh, we was a rugby league team playing for the Wids Colts basically. Yeah. They couldn't scrum. Anyway, they brought some of the first team players round. Again, I won't remember the names, but because I was hooker, they put me against. They used to have a, a scrummage machine at the Wids. I don't know if they still. They got still it. do, mate. Yeah. Oh, mate. <laughs> so unrealistic, yeah. isn't it? Oh, it's, you know what? Well, I was I was probably just turned sixteen with the two props from the Wids first team pushing me into that, mate. I thought I was gonna die. <laughs> Yeah, they used to get us hitting and spinning off it, and it don't budge. Just oh. sit you down. <laughs> so, what when you went back to to do that? Was it two years at eighteens in rugby league? Yeah. So yeah. you've you've left school at this point, have you? Yeah. So what options were about for you leaving school, mate? Well, I, I say I left school. I carried on in sixth form and done A levels. Right, and how was it juggling the rugby A levels and top of the town? Yeah. <laughs> well, top of the town was my priority. <laughs> Uh, to be honest, mate, I, um, I, I, I'm not even proud of this, but I got, I got, um, I got expelled from sixth form. Oh right, okay. Yeah, because we had a Christmas party and I got pissed off. I tried to wear but the seats. Yeah, I wouldn't mind a miss. <laughs> I know it's, it's not me proudest moment. Yeah, it was. Um, I think my mum had to go down the school, and he said it's, it's, ask him to leave on his own, or we'll, we'll tell him to leave type thing. Okay. But it worked out well for me. I went to Holton College. And done a like a, a music technology course, performing arts, and then later on in life, that's when when all my DJing started off the back of that. So, oh, so it it's not it's out. not just a random thing you are DJing, and is it? Because yeah. you're you're big into your music, aren't you? But it's not yeah, just because yeah. you're into it; it's because you've actually studied it. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um. So, Houghton College, any rugby involved with that? No. 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 It, it tell a lie once, but. Um, do you know Paul Jackson? I've yeah. heard of that, man. Yeah, so anyway, later on in life, put the, when we got to like 16, 17, I've become quite friendly with Paul. I ended up playing at the Hornets with him under 18s, but he was doing a sports course and I was just on my music course. But they, they had a rugby tournament, they'd have enough players, so I just went and played and that was the only game. Yeah. 
right, mate. Yeah. So, what what doors opened on the back of college? Anything? To be honest, I've done all right, and I got um, I, I could have gone to university. Yeah. Uh, to this day, I don't know why I didn't. I was I'd started DJing a bit and getting paid to DJ, so I, I don't know. I don't know if I thought I'd made it. You know, yeah, I was getting paid hundred pound a night and thought, wow, I'm minted. Like, what? Well, yeah. yeah, you would though, wouldn't you? It's a lot of money <laughs> yeah. that age, isn't it? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the latest episode of Trot the Egg. We appreciate all your feedback and don't forget to like, subscribe, and share the podcast to your friends and family.